This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal histories. And share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. And returning to the show today to join us for another L Files episode. That's right. We're going to read your stories yeah. of spooky tales and high strangeness. We have best friend and totally well, fairy godmother totes besties of the show yeah comedian jen kirkman is back thank yeah. you yeah. hi jen hi guys hi jen so uh before we jump in mm-hmm. to today's show uh any updates in the world of paranormal i really don't have any except the aftershocks of the earthquake that we had in california i wake me up in the middle of the night and it sometimes you just go is it a poltergeist or is my bed i mean shaking? if you think about oh. it an earthquake is a the poltergeist. poltergeist of the earth. It's not true. It's we Earth's poltergeist. <laughs> true. I mean, it, we don't know it's not a haunting. And it's true. Maybe right? Earth is just a haunted house, and the earthquake is the ghost like opening up those cabinets and throwing some plates around. God, yeah. that's a great way to look at it. Mm. Well, yeah, so no, no, nothing except I woke up this morning, and my, my bed was kind of rolling at, at 6.30 in the morning. It felt like I was on a boat. There was an aftershock mm. this morning? I didn't feel one. Well, because there was an earthquake in... Seattle, not that that had anything to do with us, but there was an aftershock in Ridgecrest in the same area, a 5.0. What? So I felt it a little. Oh, my, got... my building is on rollers, so I think that's why I feel things. Yeah, that's a good thing. That uh, yeah. takes away all that energy. That's where I was why... downtown LA. Everything was on rollers, and it was just rolling yeah. around on that uh, Friday night. I got to say, I planned my vacation perfectly really out of did. town. There, I'm telling you. I have a them versus us feeling of people who do not feel the earthquake. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, shit. Almost to like where it's literally like, um, uh, you know, uh, Stranger Things. We were talking about that mm-hmm. offline. The people that get bit by the demagogue or whatever it is, yeah. and it looks like them, but there's something. That's how I look at people that weren't in the earthquake. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. I don't trust you. You don't get it. This was not like anyone you've ever felt. <sighs> Yeah. We have a we have changed, and you guys haven't. That's oh, no, I'm out of the group. You're out of the group. Up. Well, yeah. you have a good excuse. You weren't in town. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, oh, no, okay, it doesn't cool. matter. To doesn't Jen's ma- theory. If they weren't yeah. there, either I like, felt it or I didn't. They're like, oh, I know what it's like. No, you don't. I didn't. Yeah. Feel, I didn't. I usually don't. I didn't feel the one on Fourth of July. I was what? out walking the dogs. So you're out of that group. Oh, I was inside. But the inside. one on Friday was like boom. But I'm 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 usually pretty clueless about things. Like mm. as the guys discovered when we were out in Palm Desert and they tried to point out a UFO in the sky, I was like, Where? Where? I can't see it my whole <laughs> life. If someone tries to point oh, something out way. at me, yeah. I can't I I'm like, everything. Where are you pointing? I don't I have to like get like look down their arm, like line up with their shoulder and then like squint one eye and and then look at it that it way. You guys saw you I'm it? sure you talked about it already, but I Yeah, think. yeah, it was a we were coming out of contact in the desert out of Palm Springs and uh as I was mm. looking in the sky I saw this uh weird anomalous object. Um Michael thinks it was a balloon, but it was clearly an alien spaceship. I, I also think it was a balloon. I was more on your what side. What kind of than balloon? Riley. Like one of those birthday kind of silver. Oh, that kind of balloon. balloon. 
Yeah. Why would it? Why would it be th- that high up? They saw yeah. a balloon. No. Okay. And why was there yeah. only one balloon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It, it does make it sense. Make I don't sense know. At all. I think it's a UAP. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, um, no paranormal for me. Just that. Great. Well. <laughs> We should I, I make mean, one up? Dogs, dogs and cats, they say can can detect earthquakes mm-hmm. before they happen. Maybe you have like that supernatural animal power where you were just like super tuned in. Well, I gotta tell you, a couple weeks before the big earthquake, I kept waking up to feeling like these little things. And I thought, maybe my building, because it just it, it got hot the last couple of weeks, I thought maybe all the air conditioning, like central AC in my building, like that has a big generator and it powers up every hour, but I kept waking up with little shakes. Mm. Yeah. And then, uh, and I don't have a pet, and I live by myself, so it's not like, oh, that was my husband rolling around. Like, right. there's, it's me in the bed, no pet. A <laughs> lot of, <laughs> lot of husbands rolling around or out there. So I understand. Well, I, I <laughs> this is, I like that your idea of like having a a, a spouse is just that they roll around. I had around. one, and that's what it was. <laughs> 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 it was a lot of waking up in the middle of the night. What was that? Oh. He's just, just rolling, rolling around. around. <laughs> Quit but fucking rolling around. I did put on Twitter that I said, did anyone else just feel that aftershock? And someone wrote, it could be like a pet. And I'm like, you think I'm dumb? Yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> if I had a pet, I wouldn't go, wonder what that was. Ghost <laughs> pet? Ghost pet. Phantom so, pet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't, I haven't felt any paranormally things but i tell you after the earthquake i was like you know enough. when something scares you then everything else that used to scare you is like now you're not scary at all mm. like i'm just not afraid of the paranormal at all <laughs> just earthquakes just yeah. earthquakes yeah. yeah tarantulas fine ghosts whatever that earthquake did rattle me a bit where were you were you out of town for that i was here i felt it it shook things i was worried about the guitars falling off the wall yeah i could see everything here I falling was, I, <laughs> don't, yeah. no don't see that yeah. i was worried about my star wars action figure collection <laughs> right Falling so. off the Han Solo, no! <laughs> if I come home and I find out. C3PO is on the ground. Uh, okay, guys, before we get to your stories, we have some... BCC News! This is a story that's going around right now. Uh, I'm sure by the time this episode airs, there'll be more progress Thousands have taken a Facebook pledge to raid Area 51 for aliens. (laughs) This is the best story uh, to come out of... out of uh, the world of UFOlogy, in my opinion, in a while. Okay, so apparently there's this uh, <laughs> Facebook group called Storm Area 51. They won't be able to stop us all. And currently... <laughs> That's the name of it? That whole time? Yeah. <laughs> so um, They can't shoot us all, guys! After decades of... I'm reading from... Uh, there's a bunch of websites out there. This is from... <laughs> Oddly enough, this is from some ecards.com. Uh, let me go back to the Hill uh, article While about you're this. Looking, Jen, will I you just comment? Oh my God, I totally will. But I feel like naming it that, they're going to get caught. I mean, they should name it like ice cream and Sundays. Yeah. And then secretly, right. once you get in, I mean, it's not very covert. Right, yeah. And no. I think they can stop you because you're announcing it. They've lost the element Plenty of surprise. <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. So, according to The Hill, over 400,000 people are planning to raid Area 51 all at once. Oh, that's a lot bigger than 1,000. As of Friday afternoon, uh, which is when we're recording this, the event titled Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop Us All, has over 442,000 people <laughs> signed up to you attend. You know only 30 people will show up. More than, Where are the rest of you? <laughs> more than 450,000 others have also indicated interest in the event. So uh, the event description reads, We will all meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. If we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. <laughs> I love the idea. Dude, these guys Co- are coordinate hilarious. their entry. All right, who's going to take lead on this one? I got it. I got it. Here's so, what we do. Naruto run comes from the anime and manga Naruto about a, uh, a, uh, a, a, a ninja character who, when he runs, he sticks his head forward yes. and throws his arms backwards to get more uh, aerodyna- uh, aerodynamics as he runs. Sure. So this is 
all a little tongue in cheek, but it's super fucking funny. So their ideas are all going to go running in <laughs> in the style of a popular anime character. <laughs> and uh, uh, what else do they say? Um, I love the, the event- let's see them aliens. Yeah, see, That's let's the see them aliens. See the them. event is set to take place on September 20th at Area 51, an Air Force base in Nevada, where many conspiracy theorists have long believed the USO gover- U.S. government holds top secret information about extraterrestrial life. They also allege the area to have been the site of frequent UFO signings, uh, sightings. Uh, again, Mercury in retrograde, fucking up my. Oh, um, That's what it is. Um, communication, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's. If you check it out, so I'm here on Facebook right now. Of course, I logged in with Bryce's um, ID because I deleted Facebook. So. Um, I'm requesting to join this group. <laughs> a little, little judgment. What? A little judgment. So yeah, totally. I deleted um, it, not you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, uh, they yeah, had Bryce. questions uh, that I backed out of, which I should have. Um, uh, that uh, that that they ask if you're a, a, a an employee of Area 51. You can't say um, no. Oh wow, there's uh there's some sexually explicit stuff on here too. Sign me up for that. Um, but anyway, uh, photos. It was a very graphic. Well, there's there there is like a, someone put a meme of a, a throbbing dildo on here. Oh, um, that says these aliens I, best be prepared for up, what I'm gonna do to them cheeks. Uh oh. <sighs> Um, so this has basically spawned a shit ton of memes, some uh, of which are really, really funny. I was looking them up this morning. But uh, September 20th, guys, if you want to join the raid, go for it. Um, although uh, I think there's even people being like, uh, they don't know how much we're willing to die to do this. <laughs> like, they know that some of us will survive, not all of us. But um, I think they probably have more than bullets too. I mean, it yeah. seems like a weapons, yeah, a weapons area. That's they have bombs. It's, I was just imagining like base security personnel getting excited for September twentieth, like loading their uh, their ARs. Like this is going to be a good day. Oh, bless man. you. Excuse me. Um, super fucking funny. Um, I hope it happens. I do too. too. That would be so awesome. CNN says, though the September event is most certainly a joke, it comes just a few weeks after a group of U.S. senators was briefed about reported encounters between the U.S. Navy and an unidentified aircraft. Literally, an unidentified flying object. Yeah, we get it. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. Exciting, fun times. UFOs are and they're now back UAPs, in the mainstream. They're back in the zeitgeist. We did it. Um, I just love the idea. <laughs> of You're guys. welcome, world. A, thousands of millennials and uh, Gen Zers just flying headfirst into Area 51. Oh, do you oh. see it as younger people? Oh yeah, it's I definitely... see it as like our age and older. No, it's no. these are the young kids. I'm glad the kids the are Naruto into it. The Naruto run—that's a reference for this generation. Oh, that's got not... it. Okay, these kids. Also, I just want to. Uh, uh, if you are going, um, be hydrated. It is. I've been out there. It's very, Bring very hot, water. and there is a lot of mile mileage between uh, the little alien and the actual Area Fifty One. So good luck, yeah. and keep us posted. Um, Bryce, let us know if you get accepted into that group. Well, I will. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's time to dig into our L files. Yay! <laughs> Um. All right, we're back. Uh, Bryce, what do we have in the files today from our listeners? Well, Michael, we have some listener files here. Uh, Jen, you want to start us off? Sure, sure. Give me one. <clears throat> Why don't you just pick whichever one you feel like uh, feeling good I'll about? Close my eyes. Oh my god, this is a long. Oh. It's only two pages. We've got some novels. Uh, okay. Hi. Now, did you proofread these? No. Okay. Be prepared for <laughs> some typos. That's all right. That involves work, bro. That's why I was like, can you do that while I do this? Uh, can I say her I, first name? I, I, yes. I skimmed. This I'm is from skimmer. Rachel. I could say your last name. Don't say your last okay, name. Okay, I won't. Um, hi, Michael, Bryce, Riley, and guest. Me. That's you. Jen Kirkman. First off, I love the podcast. Thanks for keeping me spooked and curious during my commute nine to five. Anywho, I have a lot of stories, so let's jump right in. Right. To start, the first house my family lived in was 100% haunted. I grew up in the suburbs of Philly in a very colonial area. With that said, our neighborhood was new construction and was built on land that was densely wooded and, quote, supposedly uninhabited up until the 90s. As you can imagine, some spooky shit was bound to go down. No matter what, we never felt alone in our house. 
My mom reports that she always felt a man watching her. Ew. Not, also, assume not her dad. Maybe. Can you imagine being like an ancient spirit? It's like, fuck, dude, we made it to the 90s. This is pretty good. <laughs> pretty fucking good. They should be thankful. Yeah, she always felt a man watching her, especially when alone in the house. My earliest memory of the ghost happened when I was three years old and woke up to a deep male voice speaking right outside my door. He was speaking a language I'd never heard before, and his voice was like Darth Vader deep. (laughs) This happened on multiple occasions, and it was usually followed by the feeling of the room spinning. It never felt threatening, and I have no explanation for this. When my little brother was born, my twin and I moved into the lofted attic space on the third floor of the house, and that's when shit got scary AF. Why didn't she mention the attic? Yeah, why didn't she mention she was a twin? We all know twins have magical powers. Yeah. Oh. No, it's not that's not that's that's <laughs> But it seems like plausible. Yeah. yeah. The corner of my room that my twin's bed faced was perpetually dark despite the skylights above it, and we always felt like someone was lurking there. We consistently had shared dreams, horrifying ones, of cloaked figures looking down from the skylights. Whoa. Dismembered body parts on the wall, the likes of which we had never seen as we were five years old, and one particularly spooky one where we were both shaken awake by a pair of hands grabbing our shoulders. To be honest, this shit happened so frequently that it became our normal. It wasn't until we moved to a house with absolutely no activity that I fully processed the weirdness of the situation. To this day, that house doesn't stay occupied for long periods of time. Whoa. There's another one. That's on a vortex. That is super creepy. Yeah, that's wild. I um, I got to say the other night, too, I wanted to tell you guys this. I was trying to go to sleep. This was a few nights ago, and the energy was so crazy in my room. Like, I started thinking about stories being told on this podcast and stuff like Adela Levine has said, and I would, like, close my eyes, and I was perfectly sober, I would close my eyes and just see like shape-shifting faces in my mind's eye. I had goosebumps all over. Mm. I was like, something feels like it's in the room with me. I was like trying to like project. I couldn't, it was like one of those things where I'd like start to fall asleep and then be shocked back awake. There was one point where I was closing my eyes and I just started to see all these different like Sasquatch and Bigfoot faces shape-shifting in front of me. I was fucking spooked it was nuts wow i love that yeah i can't tell if that was anxiety or there was really something in my room but uh i need to cleanse that space yeah you gotta get that uh what was that again i've got them i've got them they're standing by dragons uh uh, dragon's blood and frankincense uh and i've got the sage so i'm gonna do that this week for sure you gotta tell me about that all right let's keep going here's another one of hers Another experience of mine happened in my high school theater. The theater was old and creepy, as theaters tend to be, but filled with energy from all the drama kids and hormones. My boyfriend told me he was gay. (laughs) (laughs) One day I got to a rehearsal early, so I sat down and started reading over some lines. It was very still and quiet until I heard a clang and a plop to my left. I looked over and saw that a spare wheel from an AV cart had flipped itself off of the cart and onto the floor. It then proceeded to roll towards me for a few seconds until it plopped once again. Spooked but stubborn, I said not out loud, but in my head, okay, I feel you, but I gotta learn these lines. You can hang out if you want to. And the room got quiet and still again. The room got quiet and still again. Later that night, while on stage, I saw half of a figure from the torso up in the aisle. It looked almost like the negative image of a person so I thought the bright stage lights were playing tricks on me, but the figure remained after I rubbed my eyes and looked back. Hmm? It then shot Hmm? back through the closed doors at the top of the aisle and disappeared. Nobody else saw it, but I'm convinced it was the same theater-loving spirit that made the wheel move earlier that day. Then she has a last story, she says. The last story I'll share is a quick one that happened relatively recently. I live in Manhattan, and my roommate and I were apartment hunting, I hope That's she's pursuing her. Herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's pursuing her the- dreams of being a Broadway star. I, I feel hope like, so too. I feel like spirits get assigned to theater, like you know, just for all the theaters are like, okay, uh, you're gonna get sent to the uh, 
the Ravenclaw Theater down in Westmont. All right, all right, I got it. I'm on it. Some spirits get upset. You have one thousand years, Broadway. and then you can move on. <laughs> right, right. It's like janitor duty. It's like being in the mailroom. Of the There's afterlife. a whole audition callback process for that too. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. I got the part. Yeah, oh, can I'm I get, really hoping to haunt? I've that. never seen a play in my life. Can I, I'm like, I, can I, can I haunt a, a stadium, please? <laughs> or like yeah. an, an auditorium? Goes right. who's bummed he's on in a real theater, a yeah. high school auditorium. <laughs> it's work. <laughs> <laughs> it's work. Um, okay, so <clears throat> apartment hunting in Manhattan. Our broker wanted to show us a listing that had just opened up. It wasn't in our ideal neighborhood, but it was huge and cheap. Mm-hmm. So we had to check it out. Murder you- house, <laughs> a.k.a. murder, multiple murder house. Y'all, it was haunted as fuck. The previous tenants had left just about all of their belongings there, including half full glasses of wine. (laughs) All of their furniture, toiletries, oh, and a half-burned bundle of sage smack dab in the middle of the (laughs) damn place. Wow. These people left in a hurry. The place had plenty of windows, but it felt dark and heavy the second we walked in. It was the middle of summer with no central air, and yet I was covered in goosebumps. I've always been sensitive to energy, and I couldn't really get past the entryway without totally Which losing my shit. was an open mouth. <laughs> Weird. A giant open mouth with teeth. <laughs> So, so I ran out of there very quickly. I couldn't find any history of the building, but I can feel in my bones that we were not welcome there. Mm. I have more stories, but those are definitely the highlights. I suppose I've experienced a fair share of high strangeness. Much love, best Rachel. Awesome. Uh, Thank you, Rachel. Now, uh, this next one uh, might be a little <laughs> off the beaten path, but it's right in your price range. Wow. Why couldn't they have at least cleaned up the place first? I, mean, I get the tenants left quickly. But... I think that was a ghost relator, frankly. That was a ghost. That was like the, the, the relator was a spirit who was like, Trying to get Did them. Did you say realtor? Realtor. <laughs> yeah, right. I've Mercury done that retrograde. Before. <laughs> right. Mercury realtor. Mercury I've retrograde. done that on this show before and gotten yelled at. Yeah. I think you sort that's... of precognited some of the ideas in this story. Did you notice that with the twins and then the sage? Just saying. Yeah, because he was talking about sage right yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, he's got mm. some uh, psychic powers happening today. That's a great. Those were all fucking great <sighs> stories, Rachel. Awesome. I want to read a compliment because Michael, <laughs> Michael said Michael said not to. Uh, this is from Eat Fire Energetics. This is a note to compliment and thank you guys for having a Dela Levine back on, as well as having good quality guests in general. On top of that, the choice to let a Dela riff on her insights and life experiences for the whole show was a superb one. A Dela's description of the Watchers was one of the most profound and incredible things I've heard in a while. What a fun and mind-boggling thing it is to consider what the most ancient of ancient consciousness, consciousnesses known to exist are taking part in. Um, you might consider yourselves merely paranormal podcasters, but if Adela's visions and perceptions are correct, you also become journalists of the higher order when you report on such things. Oh, that's nice. I'm fond of Terrence McKenna's sentiment that what an individual takes a when an individual takes a hallucinogen, they should try and bring something back from those other worlds they visit. I totally agree. When you have a medium, <laughs> Jen shaking her head, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a medium psychic intuitive of a Dale's quality, it's possible to bypass the hallucinogen altogether and get straight to bringing back the juicy other dimensionally transformative bits. And that's what it felt like with this recent podcast. So I thank you, gentlemen, for introducing the world to such wonderful people and the myriad of concepts, insights that those people have to share. Signed, Count Craig. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good compliment. Who is it from? Who is it from? Uh, from Craig. Thanks, Craig. But I love that. I love the idea of, uh, you know, most people take, uh, you know, uh, psychedelics or hallucinogens as, as to relieve stress or to party. But... But Terrence McKenna's idea was that, uh, you know, he took this stuff very seriously and, you know, and he would, he says he went to the gym three times a week just to train his body for, uh, to be in the best shape to take, uh, you know, psychedelics so that he could actually gain information, bring it back and report back on what he saw and felt. And, uh, and that was the boon. That was the boon of information coming from the other world. So uh, he took it very seriously. And yeah, I totally agree. Having like a, a, mid, a medium with a Dela's qualities and high quality uh, stuff that she does, it's, it's great to be able to bring that back without having to, you know. Uh, take psychedelic drugs. So that's why I'm always like, "What? How does this world work? Give me the mythology. I yeah. want to know the rules." <clears throat> Jen, Wild. I'm down with that. What were you? You were shaking your head no about bring not bringing stuff back. 
I just got nervous about bringing spirits back. Like a demigorgon? Mm. Yeah, just yeah. like, I get it, like bring the wisdom back, but you don't know what these things are. You don't just bring something into this world like, oh, I got that. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. If we're going to believe that there's a, just everyone, let's just run it by. Let's, uh, yeah. let's go through spiritual customs for well, Exactly. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah. I, stop bringing stuff here. Well, it was mostly information, really. No, no spirit related. No, not bringing back like demonic entities, but like that's how indigenous shamans would do it. They would go on these, these, uh, these trips only to bring back uh, medicinal knowledge from the plants and uh, and healing I'm fine properties. With that. Yeah, I'm fine totally with that. cool. All right, Michael's sifting through our letters, which there are dozens. He's randomly picked one. Well, it's not so random. Uh, I picked this one because of what we were just discussing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> This is from Holly. Hey, BCC, it's Holly again. I was listening to episode 69 with Adela and her story about spirits interrupting her phone calls reminded me of a similar experience I had about five or so years ago. And if you remember, Adela actually put the question out to our listeners asking if they've had a similar experience to please write in. So, Adela, this is an answer to your question. This is back when I was in college, and the majority of my spooky experiences were taking place, and I know it wasn't just stress because I've had so many people witness these things happening with me. I was home on winter break and was heading to bed around the classic witching hour. It wasn't unusual for me to stay up anywhere between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. because I have a lot of international friends who I'd keep in touch with at odd hours. Brag. Well, Holly, you live a very interesting life. <laughs> But it was strange for my little sister to be up, who I heard sounding distressed in her bedroom. Ew. I peeked through the doorway to find she was trying to console someone on the phone. I silently asked if she needed help, and in response she waved me in and turned the phone to speaker so I could hear what was going on. <laughs> Our cousin was drunk and upset, and my sister was doing her best to calm her down. But before I could help at all, before I could even open my mouth, the line turned to static white noise. Ew. My sister called out our cousin's name, but there was no response. But right before my sister ended the call, we both heard it. It was a raspy, whispery voice, barely distinguishable from the white noise. But we both heard it repeat again and again. Did you say Ollie? Oh, oh Holly. Holly. Oh. Holly. Yeah. My sister hates this kind of stuff and won't even let me mention the word <laughs> ghost, let alone talk about any of this in her presence. She completely freaks out, but I somehow managed to convince her to let me record it on my cell phone. I got a good 15 seconds of it and even tried to respond to the voice. But it just kept repeating, and eventually my sister panicked, ended the call, and then demanded to not sleep alone. Wow. There's no reason my voice should have ended up on that. Uh, my voice should have ended up on... It was her voice? Well, her name, I guess, is what she's saying. There's no reason my voice should have ended up on the call. My cousin didn't know I was in the room. I think she mean name. Mm. And after the call disconnected, she went to sleep. We later found out. Unfortunately, I was a total idiot and forgot to transfer over my voice memos when I traded in my phone for an upgrade. But silver lining, I have my sister as a witness. After listening to Adela speak about how she thinks the voices on her phone had been another language, I almost wonder if my experience was the same. What if my sister and I just assumed it was my name, and it was just something eerily similar? As another note, my dog would often go into my sister's room, even in the dark, and sit in the exact same spot to stare intently into space. <laughs> okay. It was strange and only happened for a little while, but sometimes I wonder if it was connected to the strange phone call. Wow. I can't wait to write up more of my experiences for you guys, and I'm hoping to record one soon with my friend who experienced it with me. Thanks for reading my last message on the podcast, and keep killing it, killing it, killing it. <laughs> Best, Holly. Cool. Whoa. <clears throat> yeah, that phone awesome. shit's weird. That's great. I remember when I, I remember it reminds me when I was a. I think I've told this story before, but when I was like a, a young teen, I'd be. I had three way calling. It was awesome, but I'd be on the phone with my friends, and we started hearing this like clicking noise, like click click click, you know, and. 
And then we started asking the clicking noise questions like click once for yes, click twice for no. And it would respond back. So it was either like something or someone was listening in. It was creepy. I think that's like just a pervert porn spying yeah not a ghost that's just the nsa listening in yeah yeah on a young teen's phone call what would scare me about that if i were holly i don't mean to scare her but had she never come in the room would that voice have happened like is it in not in her but is it it's not just a voice that was saying her name but like did she call it up by just being near that right right or maybe Mm -hmm. there's something that is trailing her or was trailing her yeah, a little time. bit and then once it got close to communication device was like hey 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 i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here yeah, yeah. it was for her the whole time yeah, yeah. riley want to read one uh sure yeah then you get to play with the you can pads. play the space oh man space machine oh you wanted to play the space machine that's what i was hinting at well, you can't, let me turn it on for you there can't reach it dude see what that does This is from Noah. Hey guys. So a lot of strange things have happened to me and my family throughout the years. When my sister hit about age 24 to 25, she's 10 years older than me. Okay, all right. So we got a younger listener. Gotcha. Great. Right, nice. Getting on board early. She got a small trailer to live said in. when, when. Oh, right. Five-year-olds <laughs> riding it. It would have been 15. 15. Math is hard. (laughs) Excellent score, though. Anyways, back to the trailer. It was right down the road from us. We went out for groceries one day, and when we got back, she opened the door and was startled because something had made deep claw marks down the entire hallway. There were three finger marks, which usually means a demon or some evil entity. Mm -hmm. We walked down the hallway to the living room. And in a panic, we noticed her dog was missing, a small Boston Terrier. We looked and looked until I found it underneath the couch, shivering in fear. Ah! I lifted the couch, and it just looked at me and started to calm down, but kept watching the hallway, jumping at the smallest noises. It was a very chilling experience. I hope you guys enjoyed this story, and I'll be writing in more often as I have many more weird encounters. Wow. Thanks, Noah. Hallway demon. Hallway demon dog chaser. Glad the dog got out okay. Yeah. Maybe that was a five year old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What is so sassy? He's a little sassy. Sassy everybody. No. So a lot of strange things have happened to me and my family throughout the years. When my sister hit about age 24, 25, she's 10 years older than me. She's got to proofread your time. story. I, I read yeah, it, Michael. Yeah, we heard it, Mike. Mercury in retrograde. Shit. <laughs> Dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Jen, why don't you pull another story out of the old that files? That scared me. I don't. I'm, I don't like dogs in danger, supernatural or otherwise. I just don't like demon claws. When you got demon claws in your hallway, can you take a yeah. picture, yeah. please? Seriously. Yeah, come on, people. There's only so much I can believe without a photo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, seriously. We're talking physical Those photos go here. a long way. Trap that demon in a crystal and mail it to Jen Kirkman. <laughs> No. Burbank, California, no. Hollywood, USA. Hollywood, USA. <laughs> oh, that's Burbank, awesome. Hollywood. Burbank. <laughs> and somehow it still gets to me. Uh, I great. have gotten things at my place with unmarked, oh, and they're, they're specific gifts. And they're, one time I just got a card that was like, haha, you don't know who this is or how I got your address. I was like, that's fun. <laughs> Not a way to that's capture fun. a woman's heart. No, and I don't think that's paranormal necessarily. No. I, though I wish it were. Creepy paranormal. Normal. No. no. Uh, him from Heidi. Heidi Klum. Man, we got a lot of women oh, wow. running in. I like this. Although my name is Heidi, I am a man. I'm kidding. That's, that's what, um, <laughs> How dare you assume, <laughs> you binary motherfucker. Hello. I currently live in Juneau, Alaska. Oh, hi. I've been learning a lot about legends and history in this area of the world. Oh, yeah. That's a fun place. Okay. That sounded sarcastic, but I didn't no, mean it. No, it's yeah. great. I went to a small old mining town called Skagway, Alaska, mm-hmm. the gateway to the Yukon when the gold rush came that My way. My mom and dad were just up there on a cruise. Oh, nice. Yeah, seems super cool. I went on a day tour up in the Yukon. I waited for the right moment to ask this cool native tour guide lady if she'd seen Bigfoot. She yes. answered, 
Not with my two eyes, but with my third eye I have. Oh, sweet answer. I asked her if there were interdimensional, if they were interdimensional, and she confirmed that they are. (laughs) I assure you, yes. (laughs) Confirmed. And by third eye, I mean my butthole. (laughs) What kind of person are you? That is not retrograde. That is just filth talk. That's filth and foul. There is so much untouched wilderness in this area. The size of Alaska and Canada are massive beyond comprehension. Anything could exist out here. Among a lot of people around here, legends of many different cryptids, I hate cryptids, are shared and believed. (laughs) Really scares me. I just want to... I just picture you protesting with a sign out in the Alaskan forest. I hate cryptids. I hate cryptids. It just scares me. I just have no time to be this scared all the time. Okay. Uh, I now ask every older or native Alaskan person about their experiences when appropriate. I'm doing the BCC research up here in Alaska as best I can. Attaching a couple of the Bigfoot items I saw in a book I bought in Skagway. Thanks. Kisses. Awesome. Heidi. See? Now, I don't no. see Heidi any attachments. It. I don't see any attachments. I, I saw them. They were good. Just a lot of Bigfoot... Uh, uh, paraphernalia. Great. Good stuff, though. We'll imagine it. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That was a short one. Jen, you're so good at reading those letters. Why don't you pick oh, another, another one? one? We're so privileged to have you. Here's two quick stories. All right, that, but that's this isn't a story. Oh, I like this one. I like World War II. Okay. Ooh. Another woman, Rachel. Oh, hi, a Rachel. A different Rachel than before. I think yeah. I read a Rachel. Hi, Mike, Bryce, Riley, and guest, or vice versa. Oh. I have two stories, and neither of them are mine. Okay. It's all right. Fair enough. Story one. It's like a riddle. (laughs) (laughs) What comes into this world on four legs? She's like, there were five people trapped on an island. In the morning, I have... One was a rich man and his wife. In the morning, I have four legs. In midday, I have two. And in the evening, I have three. What am I? A shark. Is that a real one? Yes. What is the answer to that? A table? person a human because you're born crawling yeah and then in, in the middle of your life you're walking around on two legs and then in the old in your elderly life you're three legs because you're two with a cane oh not everyone though i have a great riddle do you want to hear it yeah okay two indians are on a bridge oh boy Ew, one's no. the father of the other one's son oh god this what might is their relationship native in- americans or i'm two from indians India. are on a bridge one's the father the other one's son. Is it relevant that they're Indians? Or? Oh, God, this super sensitive world we live in. I can't stand it anymore. I thought the Indians had something to do with it. All right. It. Two Native Americans are okay. on a bridge. Now there I get it. Go. One's the father of the other one's son. What is their relationship? One's the father. They're married. Brothers. Riley, you got it. One's a woman. That's right. Oh, I thought it was two men. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. would think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I do have to say that racial description of these characters has nothing to do with that riddle. That's how I heard the joke. I mean, the riddle. That is some old racist shit. Oh, my God. It 100% is, dude. I heard it as doctors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Oh, no, that's a car accident. That that one's about how... That one is actually holding up the mirror to how sexist we were in, like, the 60s. But wasn't I just sexist right now, assuming it was two men? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And homophobic? Oh, no, you're just fine. You're just human. You. Oh, I t- guess tell yeah, the reason he said Native American or Indian is because you had to say people without gender. So yeah, then again, an added it, layer. Indian, it, when you say Indian, I think it implies like you get the image of the of the standard motif. Very problematic. Okay. Very problematic. <laughs> you're going out of your way. Right. You're going out of your way. Yes. <laughs> to be, I don't know, man. I was pointing out the. You know, I'm going to change it to Norwegians. 
Yeah, two, two Norwegians, Norwegians are on a bridge. One's the father of, the, and and you know when you say father and son, you you, you it it, it instinctively implies that one is a male. man, right? One is the father of the other one's son. Yeah, and so it's they're married. Yeah, man and wife. One's now it could f- be man and man too, right? One's the father of the other one's son. No, yeah. I guess not really because we were no, talking right. biological. Yeah, because it's my son. Okay, I regret that whole riddle. <laughs> No, I do you think Reese's it is. Why? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like riddles. Yeah. Welcome yeah, to Bryce's new yeah. show, Riddles oh, from the Patriarchy. God. Wow. Riddles for a super sensitive world by Bryce Johnson. <laughs> well, you know, you were po- posting Fox News on our uh, Instagram page, oh, so maybe I guess we're not allowed to do that. Jeez. A hundred percent. We're not God promoting sakes. Tucker Carlson on this Racist, show. Racist, sexist, Marxist, Bryce. Oh. Oh, jeez. Richard Marxist. Richard Marxist. Nice. Story one. When my grandmother... No, again, these aren't her stories. (laughs) So I guess this is someone telling it to her. I liked it, though. (laughs) When my grandmother was a young woman, she was engaged to a man that was deployed in World War II. One day she went to a party and someone broke out a Ouija board. She asked when her fiancé would be coming home and the spirit replied, no. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> no. She asked again, same response. Two days later, she was having dinner with her fiance's family when they were notified that he had been killed in the war. That's the story. Oh, my God. Okay. I was wondering why These she was spending stories- so much time with the Norwegian board instead of her fiance. <laughs> but if her fiance is overseas, that makes more sense. These are stories my dad would tell. <laughs> That, that right. like you're like what dad who, who told you this I the, right. the, the, they're out there <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's out there you just gotta look for it okay um should we move ooh, on this one's scary oh, okay okay i mean it's like good scary. do you want me to read it yeah i don't like it okay okay because it might come true if you well it just it's it's like i don't like it story two <laughs> denied When my friend was around five, her family was shopping for a new home. Her mom told me that while walking around the outside of one of the houses they were considering, my friend pointed inside one of the windows and said, He hurt his neck. The realtor, the realtor. That is so weird that I passed that off to you and I did not even see the word. I just saw the last sentence. That's crazy. There's some synchronicity going on. The realtor (laughs) then admitted... That the previous owner had hung himself in the living room. Oh, hurt his neck. That is creepy. They decided not to check out the inside of the house. Smart. (laughs) Wonder how many half glasses of wine were left laying around. That's the one that scared me. I didn't want to read it. I think my mom says relator. I think that's where I get it. Wild woman. Yeah, it's like a folksy way. Realtor. 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 Do you say pop or so? Realtor. Pop. Pop. Can but you get the realtor a pop, Michael? <laughs> Go get him a pop. The realtor's realtor. here. I mean, no one really says it right because you I don't, don't know why I say realtor. it that way. Realtor. You said it right. Realtor. But I don't realtor. say the extra. Yeah. You don't say the. Real-a. Real-a. Yeah. Relator. I don't say it because I'm not in the market right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell if it's a brag or she's crying. It's so not a brag. She's like, yeah, she's either not in the market because she's like got this palatial estate, or she's on the market just because like Cause she she's lost living in all, a van. She lost all her money in some kind of Ponzi scheme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I've got one here for no me. offense to our listeners who live in vans. I know there's one, and she's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, awesome. All right, this one's from Andy. He says, "Hey guys and Jen, my name is Andy. I'm going to jump into." The story. How does he know Jen was here? Well, it says and guess, but you've said and guess so many times I wanted to personalize I think it. that was smart. Uh, my dad's stepmom, sister, stepbrother, and sister. Wait, what? Start again. Oh, Sorry. Wow. Is this a story about Indians, Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> no. Say it again. My dad, stepmom, so his dad's remarried. Okay. Sister, stepbrother. Oh, got it. Okay. And stepsister, I guess. Okay. All family descriptions are now <laughs> riddles in and of themselves. We have to figure out who, how they're all related. Oh, boy. Live in a town in New York, halfway between Buffalo and Rochester. Not going to say where because I don't know how cool they'd be with me saying the town name. 
But they all have they have had all sorts of things happen from banging to shit falling over to their names being called and I so I thought it was on. literally banging and shit falling. Like oh. shit <laughs> falling on them. That would suck, man. I that think that's what they meant. Shit falling no, over. No, like literal oh, excrement. Feces. Okay, got it. My experiences besides feeling like I'm being watched was that me and my old man were unemployed at the time playing video games when I told when I was told, "Hey, can you can you pause it? I've got to take a piss. <laughs> so I got up to take a leak and I walked through the living room where we were in, in the very small hallway that is a staircase. So as I'm passing the stairway Dad's to go McKay. to the bathroom, <laughs> I look up at the top of the stairs and at the top of the stairs is a little girl. At the time, it really didn't. I really didn't think much of it because my stepsister's room was upstairs. Till I started going number one. <laughs> what? Pick, dude, <laughs> either talk like a tough guy <laughs> or, or keep it clean. Either way, I'm getting so uh, many mixed messages. Yeah, there's a lot of mixed messages here. So, I was in the shitter, <laughs> going number one. <laughs> then I had to take a poo. Then realized my stepmom and stepsister had left to go to the store. Then kind of playing it back in my head, I noticed the odd clothing. The girl had a black dress with pleats on it, with a white blouse with ruffles, cuffs, and her shoes had buckles on them. I can't remember what her face exactly looked like, but I remember long hair. I got out of the bathroom, stopped stopped and looked at the top of the stairs again to the step of the doorway of the living room and asked my dad, did my stepmom and stepless sister leave? He said, yeah, like half hour ago. Why? Yeah, you dunce. <laughs> now go get me a bag of Cheetos and shut the fuck up while I blast these assholes on Call of Duty. I told him exactly what happened. Hey, did we get accepted to that Facebook group yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, September 20th, Dad. Because <laughs> we're fucking going. We're outrunning the bullets and we're seeing them aliens. <laughs> uh, I told him exactly what happened. And uh, the process is to tell me that a week before that he had heard child's footsteps run from my sister's room to his room and slam his bedroom door shut. So right there, he confirmed what I saw. And there's another story, but... but uh, did, did, yeah. I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. Rain, but, rain, girl, rain. But the child's footsteps he heard, could it have been his own child? Or were they not home when he heard them? Uh, no, I think it, it, it it's implies implied. that she wasn't there and he heard a little girl run. Now, Michael, I had to do a lot of on-the-spot editing. Sure, great. Uh, let me see how... Andy? Yeah, this is your second story, story yeah. from Andy. And... Okay. Okay, I put UFO on the subject line, and yes, this is a short one. I was heading from Rochester to Webster, New York on 104. Now, this is a pretty shitty day. Like, just got done raining and the sun was going down. I had to be home about 7 p.m. and if you, it had to be about 7 p.m. and if you look on Google Maps and look at Rochester to Webster on 104 over what is the Irondequoit Bay. I love the first story. It's like I don't want to give away the location. Yeah, no, no, this one's like Irondequoit. Get, get on Google Maps. I'm here's bu- the latitude, longitude. I am butchering the pronunciation of this Irondequoit Bay. Racist. Irondequoit. <clears throat> Sounds like some Indian. Not Tables really. have turned. It's more like illiterate. Uh, Bay Bridge, I'm heading east, so the sun is behind me. Well, if you look on the map, we call Webster, as we call as well, Webster borders Lake Ontario. And there it was, just behind the clouds, a massive orange orb lit up just over the lake. So I watched this thing hang behind the clouds. Called the sun. So I got off. <laughs> yeah, the, right. I got off the bridge. Get off the expressway on Bay Road. Try to get down to the lake. I watched it from there to Lake Road, all the way down Lake Road, almost to Webster Park. So many directions. Which has a pier. I know there are lots of architectural <laughs> um, and landmarks in the, both of these emails or both of these stories. So I appreciate the specificity. So he gets down to Webster Park. By the time I got there, I would most likely be face to face with this giant orb. It was gone. Two things in hindsight. I should have tried to get to the other pier by the inlet, which I kick myself for almost every time I think about it. And two, I wish I had someone with me as well to see this. But I really want someone else to come forward that is listening. And if you were near Webster or Rochester, New York, and know what the hell I'm talking about, please, for the love of God, 
back me up on this. Help out Andy, guys. Because I know a ton of people <laughs> saw it. And I just want to see if anyone got pictures or videos or of this or it can be like, fuck yeah, it was there because I've told this to people. And they look at me like, fuck, you are so full of shit. Thanks for reading this. And if you liked it, I got more like this where it came from, like sleep paralysis stories and one more UFO sighting. And who knows, maybe a ghost story getting mixed in there uh, again as well. Really, thank you. All right. So if you were anywhere on the 104 near Rochester Webster, I don't think we have a date. But if you've seen a giant orb, let us know. Okay, we have one final short one. We're going to have Jen close us out with that short one. All right, Jen. Thank you, Andy. And then this will be our last one. Another woman. Another woman. Here she is, Joanne. Hi, BCC. I met an Hi. In- Hi. Hey. I met an individual via a relatively niche fandom, and this person's attachment to the specific character is different than anything I've ever heard. Great. Okay. I don't know what I just read. Well, I'm so confused. You, guys- I'm you do. Okay. She's I like, going. I met someone through niche this a niche fandom, and she's going to have a she has a really unique connection to the person we're about to talk. Oh, about. Oh, and the character is the thing they're a fan yes. of. Okay, got. No talk. Uh, let's call this person Sam, and I'm specifically using gender-neutral pronouns because of how they identify. Great. Okay. Sam, an individual in their mid-40s, truly believes they have been in a romantic relationship with this fictional character for the past six years. Mm. Sam believes that once a character is created, they are as real as you or me and reside in another dimension. Oh. Through astral projection... Sam believes they are able to physically interact with the character. In their waking hours, Sam cooks for and eats with the character, has back and forth conversations, and even plays card and board games together. Yes. Is this what you're looking for? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Very few people in Sam's life know about it, but they have shared the relationship with some of their closest friends and family and say their best friend interacts with the character too. Now I'm just breaking reading right now. They shared oh they oh see, okay, so sorry, I got confused by the pronoun. So they meaning They meaning Sam. Sam. But I thought I was like, wait, the character No, is we're not ascribing gender to Sam, so we're using yeah, the pronoun so the, they, 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 they I read it and I was like, Oh, I think it's weird that they think the character is got also it. sharing right. information right, yeah, with yeah, the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As believers in the paranormal and people who deeply love their own fandoms, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Have you ever heard of anyone involved with a fictional character this way? Not just into a character or role-playing or cosplaying, but a belief that they somehow exist. Mm. And what are your thoughts on this approach to reality? I'm not going to psychoanalyze Sam, but I believe they believe this, though I can't say I'm a believer. Thanks for your thoughts. Dude, I love this letter. Who was that from? Joanne. Joanne. Thank you, Joanne. Um, So two things come to mind off the top of my head. Uh, We've talked about this a bit here and there, and we should probably devote a whole episode to it, but tulpas. The Philip. The idea of bringing, manifesting a fictional thing, oftentimes created by the user, into reality. There's an awesome episode of the Reply All podcast where they get, I think it was Reply All, Um. Uh, I think so. I'll, I'll look it up and correct myself um, if I'm wrong. But it, it, there's a, a podcast about people who were in romantic relationships with their tulpas, characters that they created and fully believe are real living entities. Um, so that sounds a lot like this. I was just reading about th- something else like that. There was a group of parapsychologists, mm. I think, out of Toronto, and they wanted to test this tulpa idea. The tulpa idea is that, uh, you know, <clears throat> if we if we put faith and, and belief into something that doesn't exist, you can actually call forth it into existence. And so, and so what they did was uh, a few of them got together and they decided to create this spirit entity named Philip. And uh, and they all put uh, they all did this experiment together so much so it worked that uh, you know after the experiment they started experiencing paranormal happenings and they would go on the Ouija board and and he would name him you know Philip and so they actually brought this spirit entity to life. So there's a theory that like UFOs, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, all of this stuff yeah. are tulpas created by our collective unconsciousness, like we were sort of talking about. Um, um, but, uh, which holds a lot of weight. And, and then, and then secondly, Grant Morrison, uh, comic book author and writer 
he often talked about the he, he writes a ton for DC and Marvel, mostly DC comics, but he would talk about the DC universe, which is a second dimensional universe. It exists on paper. Uh, one could argue that the Marvel and DC universes are slowly trying to become third dimensional universes because now they're so big in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would talk about something he would call a fiction suit. And basically, this is an idea a concept that he had. And I'm really paraphrasing it here because it's sort of complex. And he was also one of the cult in magic and chaos magic. But whenever he would write for DC or Marvel, he would put on what he called a fiction suit, basically write himself into the story. He did this with King Mob in his book Invisibles and then interact with that world as if it were another universe. So basically it was like his way of putting on a deep sea diving suit and jumping down into the second dimension. Hmm. And interacting with that universe as he wrote stories. Strange. So he would actually go down there and interact with Batman, Superman, all that stuff, uh, the X-Men. And stories came from that sort of ritual of approaching storytelling that way. And then, like you would say, Terrence McKenna bringing the knowledge and bringing the stories back with him here into the third dimension. Much like how we think these UFOs might be dropping down from a higher dimension, he would interact with the fictional universe or the second dimension. In, in very much the same way as if he were the alien or the interdimensional being Trippy. breaking through and, and interacting with those. I love that. Because he says those second dimensional universes, those fictional universes, they all operate by certain laws of physics um, that, um, in, in the same way that our reality does. Like the DC universe has its own set of rules. Marvel universe has its set of rules. Harry Potter has its set of rules. And that they are sort of structured fictional universes that we can drop down into. Cool. So, yeah, there is sort of a precedent for that. I don't know what to make of that, but if nothing else, uh, Sam has a very vivid imagination, and good good for them. All right, guys. uh, Jen, anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? Oh, I'm on tour in August, September, October, through the rest of the year. So just go to my website, jenkirkman.com, right there, hitting a lot of southern states, Texas, and the northeast. Awesome. We we have a pretty good listenership in Texas. So check out. San Antonio, Houston, and Austin, all in August. Come yeah. on out. It's you'll love it. It's Te- fun. Texas it's fun. Been showing up. Lately. Texas is freaking awesome. I like to return there Agreed. over and over. Awesome. And if you have any, do you have any listeners out in the Europe area? Yeah, we do. I think so. I'm coming to yeah. Oslo and Amsterdam. <laughs> Great. Never performed in those places before. Are you going to the UK? We got some UK. I got. Listening. I'm in London for a week in oh, Manchester. Wow. Great. It's all on my website. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Uh, guys, uh, please uh, do us a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Subscribe to our show if you have not done so yet. Uh, rate and review. And do us a favor this summer as you are chilling and listening to BCC. Spread the word um, about the show. Get a friend or two to listen and subscribe. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And while you're doing that, um, please check out uh, our Tee Public store. We have a bunch of t-shirts up there, including our summer t-shirt, uh, High Strangeness with Bryce's Red Devil on there. So go check those out and uh, support the show. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week with an all-new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, oh, and uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, next week, uh, I think it's July 25th, um, Sun Eater's new album, Unfathomable Darkness, comes out. Sun Eater's, of course, wrote our theme, Come Alone, and the full track version of that song is on that album. So do us a favor. Go to lotuspool.com and pre-order that album and support them the way that they've supported us. Everyone, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, peace. Go get regressed. Go get regressed, y'all. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the thing Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. 
Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.